This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome to the Halftime Show. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on the Halftime Show, Stephanie Frappart makes history by being the referee in the European Super Cup. We discuss what motivates you to train. We break down the weekend's action across the world. And if you could aspire to have anyone's figure from any industry, who would it be, male or female? Only here in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse 95. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. Pulse 95. Something to talk about. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome back to the Halftime Show. I'm sure everyone's back at work now and in routine. If you have missed the Halftime Show, you can find us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. There's plenty of material on there, really good content, really good guests. But what I want to talk about today is Stephanie Frappart. If you don't know the name... You should because the history-making referee was praised for her Super Cup performance when Liverpool played Chelsea recently. It was 2-2. In an era which has been dominated by VAR and the continuous decisions, the first confrontation was interesting to see when the ref called a foul. She had two players around her who disputed it very politely. Now, had that been a male referee, I'm not sure they would have been so nice, but Full credit to Frappart for really managing the game well. If I can imagine a referee like Mike Dean, they wouldn't have been so polite because he deserves it. But she was outstanding. She handled the pressure really well and was able to manage the game from the beginning, even into extra time. Was anyone surprised? If she's put on the stage where she's that big and she controls those players who have earned the right to be in the Super Cup final... FIFA have actually got that spot on. And we don't normally praise FIFA, but that's something that f- deserves full credit. Now, with the result, what did you think of the game? Text us on 4215 or do or message us on Instagram Live, Omar at Omar Alduri or Pulse95 Radio. Do you, are you surprised by the way she um, she you know performed? You can call it a performance because the referee has just as much a, of an importance as the players. I'm not. She she earned her stripes. She did a great job. Whether it's male or female, what does it matter? As long as she does what she's supposed to do, full credit to her. And hopefully this will open more doors for her to referee more big games. Her whole team, by the way, were females. Her assistant ref, her lines woman were also uh, officiating the game. Three yellow cards were given. So that tells you the players were either on their best behavior or the referee was just spot on. Um, 21 fouls, 13 offsides, so it kept them busy. The three players that did get yellow cards, two of them uh, were from uh, Liverpool and one was from Chelsea. Aspilicueta got uh, the yellow card for Chelsea and Henderson Alexander-Arnold got the yellow cards for Liverpool. Now, she did award a penalty in extra time, which showed that she wasn't scared to make a big decision. And for me, when I was watching the game, I thought the game was very, very uh, stretched out started off quite tactically uh, and then eventually you know Liverpool put on their big guns and Chelsea responded well especially for a new Chelsea team I think Frank Lampard you know put out a good a good team to to compete however 
the man of the match, if you ask me, was Stephanie Frappard. She was outstanding. And the way she kept up with the game, the endurance, the levels that she had to be in terms of her concentration was top notch and fully, fully credited to her. All the credit goes out to her and her team. And hopefully we get to see her more because this was the first time it was televised. It was a massive platform. And women's football is on the up. So that's something that, you know, shout out to women's football. The referee now is officiating a big game, a men's game. And I'm happy to see that. So what did you guys think? Let us know. Text us on 4215, do or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. And let us know what you thought of the performance. The biggest compliment I actually heard is that you couldn't tell whether it was a female or a male. It was consistent. She made the right calls. Okay, the penalty was a bit contentious if you are a Chelsea fan. But, uh, you know, she performed at the highest level and full credit, you know, full credit to her. But coming up next, for all the health and fitness enthusiasts, I want to hear what gets you motivated to stick to a routine. Only here in the heart of Sharjah with me, Omar al Duri on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in the UAE, we are blessed to have many different activities to do. So many places to train and the awareness to make better health choices. What do you think of that? Correct? Yes, I think so. Now, having been in the industry for over a decade, I've been fortunate enough to witness a lot in the health and fitness industry, from technology, to social media. The question I have for the listeners today, especially the sports enthusiasts and those that just want to get fit and be healthy, what motivates you when you train? Okay, what motivates you when you train? Slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio or hit us up and let us know what is it that makes you want to be healthier, fitter. Sports in itself is great and all of us love to do sports and, and get into that, but sometimes we just want to be healthy or fit. Is it the music, which is a big factor? Sometimes people go back for the music, they kind of get lost into that. It's something that, you know, we we sometimes get lost in you know when we're training you're not thinking about anyone or anything you're just kind of getting into the music is it the environment now i say the environment because sometimes you go into a place there's a good vibe about it that could be another factor you know and because of that good vibe you continuously gravitate to that place so is it environment is it a specific instructor now the reason why i say this is because from personal experience, sometimes I realize that it's not the location of the place that you go to. It is the person you go to learn from, to get educated. It's the same thing with joining a sports team. You go to a team because of the coach, because of the people that are running the team. That's what you're going to learn from. So is it the instructor? Is it the convenience? Now, be honest, ladies and gentlemen. Is it convenience that gets you to continue something to sustain something to have longevity when it comes to being motivated we've mentioned music we've mentioned environment we've mentioned instructor is it convenience do we go because it's convenient or is it friends or family that train somewhere uh, maria who's on our instagram live at the moment said it's her partner and it's also the music so the partner inspires her to train more shout out to maria on that one um we had Dodi who said 
uh, on also on Instagram Live, who said it was to have a better future, to be healthier, it's well-being. Or, ladies and gentlemen, now let's be honest about this one. Is it social media? Is it something you saw online and thought, you know what, that's something I want to do more of? And so, therefore, you've seen something, you've seen a video, a short clip, and you thought, great, that's what I want to do. Or is it trends? Now, we've spoken about this on the show in the past. With trends, it's quite often we get a lot of trends every month. Is it the trends that you see that, for example, you heard of word of mouth, uh, social media, someone's mentioned something, come and try this out. And that's what's got you in there. So be honest with me and tell me, what is it that motivates you to train, to stay healthy, to get fit, to join a football team, to join a rugby team, a cricket team, a tennis uh, academy, whatever it is, let us know. Uh, Ali uh, Limitless PT, he said, it's for my body and soul. That's also another good point. He said, it doesn't matter where I train, who's around the music, is playing of course all those things in my favor would be a bonus and make the experience better but the priority is make time to shout out to ali that's a very very good point so for him it comes down to you know zoning out doing your own thing and really getting that vibe in so what is it that motivates you guys let us know text us on 4215 it's a lot do if you have missed our show or if you have missed our previous shows in the past you can find the halftime show on apple podcast and soundcloud and if you like it we'd appreciate you to like it share it and review it tell us what you think about it and let us know what motivates you so the topic of today i spoke about stephanie frappa earlier in the first segment regarding the female referee who was outstanding in the european super cup final between liverpool and chelsea and i'm now asking you the question what is it that gets you motivated now with that with all those factors it's down to you let us know what you think and i will mention it in the final segment coming up next we break down the headlines that has happened over the weekend only here in the heart of Sharjah on pulse 95 the heart of Sharjah. this is pulse 95 This is the halftime show with Omar Maduri on Pulse95. Welcome back to the halftime show. A lot happening on the weekend with the sports action. Let's break it down for you. One, Barcelona lose to Atletico Bilbao in the opening game of La Liga. Barca fans have been super excited about the new campaign. But what a goal from Aduri. Yes, you heard it right, Aduri. No relation absolutely whatsoever. A bicycle kick to win 1-0. However, a certain Lionel Messi was not playing that day. But are we, with all these superstars, is Barcelona a one-man team? That's the first question we should be asking. I mean, surely with the players they have and the caliber that they have of players, then that should be something we should be considering. Has the Neymar saga been a distraction and how much of it goes to Valverde who has been responsible for a few decisions that have cost Barcelona especially in the Champions League do we look at the manager and say you know you should have prepared them better lined up a different team the focus at Barcelona for years and years has been attack 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 but the importance of one certain player who in my opinion was missing that day wasn't Lionel Messi. Nope, it was Sergio Busquets, the architect behind 
breaking up play and initiating play from the back to the front to be able to allow players like Messi's, like Suarez, like uh, Dembele, Rakitic to be able to create chances. For me, that was probably the, the game changer. As soon as I saw he was not playing, I'm sure the confidence in the Atletico Bilbao side must have been very, very excited. But Barcelona had 72% of possession, as expected, 11 shots, but only one on target. Now, maybe is that the problem we're looking at? Suarez did hit the post after feigning a, a calf injury, which he then actually went off for later. But a team consisting of... They still had the starting back five from the goalkeeper and the four players at the back. Frankie de Jong did start. Griezmann did play after his big money uh, transfer. Luis Suarez, Dembele. I mean, all these players, isn't that enough? Barcelona fans, let us know. Text us on 4215. What is going wrong at Barcelona? Has the Neymar distraction been too much for the Barcelona squad, the fans, the team? Let us know. I really want to hear from you guys. And... Then we move on to, obviously, when you mention Barcelona, you have to mention Real Madrid. Real Madrid, with Gareth Bale, defeated Celta Vigo 3-1, despite having Luka Modric sent off. Now, it's been documented the feud between Zidane and Bale, but good to see professionalism winning. There's still time for him to leave, but as of now, he's staying put and actually playing. And now that must be good news for Gareth Bale, as he was supposed to go to China with the move being pulled out. That's something else you've got to consider. Coutinho has joined Bayern Munich on loan with Neymar left out of the Paris Saint-Germain squad that was supposed to be swap plus money. Does that put the Neymar deal in doubt? Speculation is hotting up all over as the transfer window ends very, very soon. The other question I had sent to me was, will VAR ever just be a paragraph in the news? (laughs) It's a very, very good point. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think VAR is the problem. I think the new laws that have enabled us to stop start the game often is the problem. Now, VAR and the new laws have come in at the same time because most of the VAR decisions are actually correct. Whether you agree with them or not, it did hit a hand. Whether it was offside, he was slightly offside. The computer doesn't lie in that sense. But the new laws, when the ball hits your hand unintentionally, I think is the problem with what's happening at the moment now I think specifically in the Premier League I I won't talk about everything else but specifically in the Premier League that's been topic of conversation every day or at least every other day when football is on we're talking about that Pep Guardiola got a bit of deja vu as Manchester City drew with Spurs 2-2 City had a goal denied in the dying seconds again as Jesus was caught offside after celebrating again it was it, it was correct VAR was correct. The problem was, is the new laws are not enabling us to be able to appreciate the game. And because it's human nature to make mistakes, if the referee made the mistake and it wasn't through the computer, that's fine. But these footballers are humans and not computers. So what next for the game? Are we going to have players that are robots playing instead of humans? We are killing uh, the flow and the fluidity of the game. And that's the only concern I have. I have no problem with VAR. I listened to a lot of journalists recently speak about it. But I do have a problem with the new laws, a handball, uh, having something intentional that, you know, it causes that problem. And that for me is is what I have a problem with in that sense. However, have the fans responded well to it? Now, for those that are watching, normally 
when you're at home and you're watching uh, a football match, you get the luxury of a screen, you get the luxury of uh, a small box at the be- at the bottom showing you the referee, so you get the whole experience. However, in the stadium, you don't get the full exposure on that. And what I mean by that is, stadiums like Liverpool and Manchester United actually don't have a big screen. Now, if you've been to Old Trafford or you've been to Anfield, you would know that. So the experience for the fans won't be the same. And that's the issue we're having with video techno- video, um, video assisted referees is that everyone's on hold. Everyone's not allowed to celebrate because that is causing the issue for VAR, for City, for all the teams that have gone through it. Now, that's my problem. How do you guys feel about the new laws? Text us on 4215 or slide into our DMs on Pulse95 Radio or at Omar Duri and let me know. What do you think of the new laws? Is it the new laws or is it VAR or is it a combination of both? I know it's entertainment, but it's slowing down our game. Leicester frustrated Chelsea at Stamford Bridge with a draw, but unfortunately, Graham Scott, the match referee, was stuck in traffic. Stuck in traffic. This is a Premier League game. <laughs> How do you run late? It's not like you're going to work and yeah, you know you're, you're in a, you know you're in traffic. You're live, multi-billion pound league is waiting for you to show up and you're stuck in traffic i I, for me i I just find that funny it does show you know a sign of human element the fourth official had to take over the game stephanie frappart wouldn't have been late come on fellas up your game guys with now having a female referee at the top level refereeing the super cup as i mentioned in segment one she's now setting the standard do you think she would be late with two of her assistants been late I highly doubt it. But that's talking about the Premier League and the officials. If you were with us in segment two, you would have heard that I was asking you what motivates you to train. Is it the environment? Is it the music? Is it the facility? Several factors. I got some really good stuff in. I have to also go over, in terms of the action on the weekend, I have to go over UFC. Now, with UFC, Nate Diaz defeated Anthony Pettis after taking a three year break since the Conor McGregor uh, two fight and immediately challenges. George Masvidal, not Conor McGregor, George Masvidal. Now, this is what he had to say. Let me know what you think. Conor, third fight, December, possibility? Uh, if if uh, that's something that, that, that works into the schedule, I'm going to fight the baddest dudes, the biggest, baddest shows that, that people want to see. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to do. So, so it's up to the uh, everybody who's involved in that if they want it they're gonna they're gonna call me and tell me they want it now that's interesting because as soon as the fight finished and he defeated anthony pettis he called that george masvidal however when he was asked in the post uh, press conference he said listen i'm okay with conor mcgregor basically what that means is show me the money jerry Maguire moment stipe miocic defeats daniel Cormier. To regain his status as the world champion after losing to him 13 months ago. Now, much was made about whether he deserved a rematch, but the victory does raise questions on DC and the much-anticipated trilogy with John Jones. How do you feel about that? Text us on 4215 or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Do you feel that it's the end of Daniel Cormier? You know, there's been a lot of talk about him having three or four fights. He looked really tired yesterday and Stipe Miocic knocked him out to win the World Heavyweight title. He tweeted, John Jones actually tweeted uh, about Stipe and Daniel Cormier. He tweeted, Stipe is hands down the greatest heavyweight of all time. I have nothing else to say. 
Now, can we stop playing games with these pound-for-pound rankings already? He also added, I guess losses don't matter when you're getting paid so much on the front end. Now, you would expect that from John Jones. There's been a heated rivalry between him and Daniel Cormier, so I think that's definitely closed the chapter between those two fighting. Um, Yoel Romero versus Paul uh, Paolo Costa was a great fight. And unfortunately, uh, Romero did lose by unanimous decision. 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. But I'd like to see Paolo get the win of Israel Adesana and Robert Whittaker, who are slated to throw down at UFC 23 on October the 6th, I believe. Now, if you did watch the Yoel Romero fight, he must, he must be the most in-shape 40-plus-year-old I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. He's in incredible shape. Just shows you age is a number. Um, Yoel Romero, if you haven't seen him, Google him and see what type of condition this guy is. What an athlete. Here's a question to the viewers, though. Seeing as we're talking fitness and motivation and sports, in the current industry, which body type would you call ideal for any female or male out there? We all view body types differently. Obviously, you have your endomorph, your ectomorph, and your mesomorph. But could there be anyone from the industry who you would aspire to be like in terms of an ideal figure? Who do you get inspired by? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Send us a message on 4215, it's or slide into our DMs at Pulse95Radio and let us know what you think. Stay tuned for more on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Wow, time flies when you're having fun, huh? Well, we've got a couple of things. I, got, I had some really good comments on uh, on Instagram Live. Shout out to Ajay, Dodi, uh, Amna, Maria, Limitless PT. Uh, am I forgetting anyone? Alia. Oh, I'm trying to scroll through it. But thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Remember, this show wouldn't be anything without you guys. And I really appreciate you connecting with us. There is a lot going on in the sports world if you have uh if you're just tuning in now which yindra you are because i just saw you come into the room um you missed a, a segment where we spoke about stephanie frappart the female referee who ref the european super cup and what an amazing job she did by setting the bar high compared to graham scott who was stuck in traffic for a, a premier league game so that, that's one thing we also spoke about what motivates you to train is it the music is it the facility is it um is it the instructor is it social media is it the trends there's a lot of things that go around we had some great answers with that as well uh, we spoke about what happened in sport in the weekend action as well which was massive uh, and also we are talking now about the fantasy premier league pulse 95 sports group now last week ziad oaks was top of the league but shout out to arij alhamdi alhamdi who is her team's called Herrera Rushers, who got 66 points, a total of 159 points in our Pulse 95 uh, group the competition we have. Uh, massive shout out to her for doing that. She's done some big things and she's actually top of the league with a game to go. So shout out to Arij on that one. Now, with you guys, we've had some wicked guests and you can also obviously catch up on our uh, shows with those guests. We had Arwa, uh, sorry, Arwa. We had Amal Murad actually recently, who was amazing on the, on the weekend. We spoke about parkour, we spoke about motherhood, social media, the fitness industry. That was really, really good and how changing careers uh, has influenced her massively and how her family have had a positive impact. And isn't that nice to hear, you know, especially with a female in the Middle East who sometimes 
feels under pressure to do a certain thing. That was big. And uh, and now it's reached full time on the halftime show. So I have to shout you guys out. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Omar Duri, your host at Pulse95 at the halftime show. And I appreciate the love, the support. If you have any questions, do text them in or slide into our DMs and we will do our best to get back to you more on Wednesday, 3 to 4 on the Halftime Show. Have an amazing day. Stay blessed. Coming up next, the Adan of Al-Asr Prayer on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.